Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, it's Max here. If y'all uh, are coming here from my channel, welcome. So this is going to be my first podcast on the new podcast called Fun in Theory. Now, it's fun with a comma in theory. It's not fun in theory. It's fun in theory. Um, so on this podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, pretty much a lot of things, but mainly music, focusing on music like the channel does. Um, my hobbies, my interests, whatever you guys are into. Um, but yeah, so welcome to the first episode. Um, I know that this is sort of coming out of nowhere. I, I really didn't want to post about it. It's kind of something that spur of the moment I just really wanted to do. But um, in this first episode here, we're going to be talking about growing up with Guitar Hero, my generation. I was born in 2000. Um, I'm sure a lot of you guys are. And if you're not, um, from my generation, then this will be pretty interesting anyway, because we're going to break down the Guitar Hero songs, the alternative albums that we really grew up with loving, and that I think really defined our generation. Um, I'm not talking about out like Nirvana, albums that came in the 90s or records that are from before our time. I'm talking about albums that we grew up with. We grew up with the bands we listened to a lot in our free time and um yeah stuff that was just really defining our era i should say um so i called it growing up with guitar hero because we grew up with all the guitar hero games it's what we did in our free time and some of those songs were our jam um i'll preface this by saying there's a lot of songs that are pretty looked back upon as garbage and should be thrown into the trash can and lit on fire but that being said at the time, and you're a kid, like if you're eight years old and you hear Headstrong by Trapped, you lose your mind. And that is a song that really defined my generation as far as like everyone around 2008 to 2012 loved that song. It was the hype song, it was the shit, and people loved it. That being said, it is pretty garbage looking back on it. And you know, there's that whole Trapped thing going on. I'm not going to address that. I don't know much about it. I mean, they're pretty irrelevant at this point anyway. But, um, yeah, let's get into the, the, the Guitar Hero bands, the, the bands we grew up with, the alternative bands that changed our life and we grew up with. First, and honestly, I think that this is, for me personally, it was the most important, but I think for a lot of people, they would feel the same way when I say this. The Killers were a band that really changed our generation and our lives. Um, everybody that was born in the 2000s or a little earlier, like late 90s, know all the words to, to Mr. Brightside. And that 
album Hot Fuss, I think, was the first thing I had on my MP3 player. I had I remember the first first four songs I had on my MP MP3 player. Two of them were killer songs. The Bright Side or Mr. Brightside. I almost I got I said Mr. The Brightside like he's little Pete. Mr. Brightside and When You Were Young. Now When You Were Young was a huge guitar hero song. I'm sure you can all relate. But those records really I think it was like the first emotional thing you felt, right? Like you can relate to Mr. Brightside and when you were young, like you're, I'm six years old listening to when you were young. I think it came out in six and it makes you feel like you're 45 years old and you're just like, oh man, um, that whole hot fuss record though, really helped define our generation, I think. And, um, it was definitely the first record I was like, oh, I really like music. Like this is, this is a thing. And like you would go to your friends. I remember being in like second grade talking about Mr. Mr. Brightside, um, and the killers in general. And I know a lot of my friends feel the same way. Um, but I think, pers- like, if you were to take one song and you were like, this is the song that defines our generation, it is far and away Mr. Brightside. I know that I'm going to talk about um, this band down the line and we'll get to it. I'll let you know when we get there. But um, there's another band that I-, I think there's a band that defines my generation. And there is a song. I think the song is Mr. Brightside. I don't know if the Killers are the band per se, but Mr. Brightside is definitely the song. Next, I want to talk about Green Day. I'm not talking, you know, Welcome to Paradise Green Day. I'm not talking Dookie Green Day. Um, no brain stew because we weren't raised on that. But I will say American Idiot was the record that came out, I think, when my friends and I were in f- kindergarten, maybe first grade. I think it was 06. I could be wrong, but that record, you had American Idiot on it. Everyone wanted to lose their mind. Like you were playing Tony Hawk pro skater and losing your mind at your friends or would be running around bouncing off the walls as like six, seven year olds listening to that. Um, and Wake Me Up When September Ends really also was like the ballad of my generation, right? It's kind of cool because a lot of, you know, people in my generation now really look at rap and that's the mainstream thing but back in when we were growing up i mean the only thing that mattered was the killers and green day um and this next band i'm gonna get to but it's weird looking back that wake me up when september ends was like the hugest song at the time to my generation right but that is arguably another song that defines our generation um i i I don't know why it it had so much meaning to us even as kids i mean it touched a lot of us in different ways i think but, like, it was another one of the songs where, like, you listen to and everyone can relate to, relate to. But the record American Idiot as a whole, we grew up with, like, American Idiot, um, Holiday, all those songs. Like, we'd bounce off the walls. And Wake Me Up When September Ends really hit different at the time. I gotta take a sip of coffee. Now, this band I'm gonna get to. Um, this is the, the this this band, I think, really... Like I said, this is this is the band that was the band of our generation because we knew all three of their records. So I remember the first time I heard this band, um, they they were very popular at the time. So you got to think this is mid two thousands. I was born in the year two thousand. I don't know why this is the first time I heard them, but in the first Transformers movie, a song called "New Divide" came on, and I'm sure you guys can relate to that. When I first heard that, I remember watching it, and I was like, what is that song? That's amazing. And then I found Linkin Park, and when I found Linkin Park, it became the biggest thing 
it's like it was weird after that first movie came out that's how we all got turned on to lincoln park because they were making music when we were one two three four years old but new divide made us all kind of discover that like i remember vividly sitting in my basement with my friends watching transformers and new divide came on and we're like holy shit what's that song obviously we didn't say shit we were like six i mean we might have i don't remember but um we we're little bastards but um we heard that we looked back and we we went down the the lincoln park um rabbit hole and what we found was meteora and hybrid theory now hybrid theory i think is the most influential lincoln park album out there because it's their first one but for a lot of like me and my my friends it was meteora really kind of did it for us because numb was the biggest shit alive back then numb was the be all end all best song that we've ever heard i think in the end obviously but meteora like one through i think i don't remember how many tracks there are like 12 i think was just to us like art and energy and as an eight year old you're like oh my god this is amazing but new divide i mean for me personally i don't i don't think a lot of people think this maybe not maybe they do maybe they don't new divide for me personally is like my was like my favorite lincoln park song and to this day probably is just because that's the first time i remember hearing them and be like holy shit well, who is this band um yeah it's just i don't know that changed a lot of things for i know a lot of me and my to this day i mean me and my roommates in college we love lincoln park everyone loves lincoln park you put in the end on no one's gonna tell it to turn it off you go to a frat party don't because of covid but if you go to a frat party or you're with like you're with friends having a good time and lincoln park comes on no one's gonna be like turn that shit off it's 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 amazing they're amazing and they really inspired us r.i.p chester now i'm gonna be getting into like more it's just one hit wonder sort of for my generation like they did a lot for us i think but we weren't like oh we stand for instance we stand fallout boy i know a lot of people like fallout boy um but they're more of like they had they had songs that like a song or two that really hit home with us and that was what you know really like the killers green day lincoln park we love the records right fallout boy my chemical romance panic at the disco they were like one hit like we all knew the, the songs to or we all knew the lyrics to sugar we're going down we all knew the lyrics to welcome to the black parade we all know the lyrics to i write sins not tragedies but while we're here i'll say we grew up i grew up with the whole my chemical romance fallout boy panic at the disco craze I grew up with the Hot Topic, like, weird My Chemical Romance thing happening, right? I'm from a small town, and it's very hick. It's totally, like, people here weren't really up to, like, a lot of people here listen to country music and 80s and just 80s metal, or or not metal, 80s hair metal, 80s pop. It's not very, what do I want to say, um... It's not very up-to-date on, like, My Chemical Romance. You don't have a lot of people here listening to My Chemical Romance. But that being said, in, you know, elementary school, we all knew the words to Welcome to the Black Parade, Sugar, We're Going Down, I Race Sins, Not Tragedies. And that, that, they were, that was never my favorite thing. I was more of a Killers guy or Green Day guy and Linkin Park, like I said. But I know a lot of my friends who really love those, those songs and some of their records... And 
those those three songs definitely you know made a difference in our lives i think and like everyone everyone knew the words to welcome to the black parade i know i keep saying that but it's hard to really put that into like a couple words because it was so popular at the time and it really sparked a nerve with within our culture and within our youth and like we really we kind of like i think like those bands more so than even the killers or green day or lincoln park we kind of like that's those are the things that are those are the bands that are most relevant with that get brought up with our with us growing up like my chemical romance especially um they they're kind of ours like we made them popular we welcome to the black parade is our youth and our energy kind of coming out right um and i'm not saying that that's like a bad thing by any means i think it definitely served its purpose obviously even they evolved because they realized it was more of a fad thing but like i I mean in 2010 right like you could see the writing on the wall there It, it, it died out real quick but that is that was our thing that like the myspace thing i think i had myspace for two years at the end of it like but i knew what it was it was a cool thing like i knew all the older kids had myspace you know what i mean and that they're they're like a myspace band they're like our thing the first internet craze really was a you know those bands spawned from that and i think that's cool and they sparked the whole subdivision of of rock and punk rock and alternative and i think that's cool but the next band i want to talk about is paramore but and the reason i put them aside from the killers green day or lincoln park is because of Haley Williams specifically. Everyone loved listening to Haley. I remember... There's a car alarm going off. I wonder if you guys can hear that. You guys can definitely hear that. Okay, it stopped. I guess it wasn't mine. I didn't even check. My car could have got stolen, but... Anyway. The reason I put them separately from, like, Linkin Park, Green Day, and The Killers, and I wanted to talk about them separately, is because of Haley Williams specifically. Because of how charismatic... like she is and how amazing and how transcending she was she was the first female like i know like everyone knew the words to amy lee and like everyone knew who amy lee was from evanescence but Haley lee was or not Haley lee Haley williams was really the person who kind of shattered the mold with us and like when you heard misery business it was on guitar hero 3 that's my favorite guitar here by the way it's cool it's it, it it really struck a nerve with us and they eventually kind of evolved and made ain't it fun which is one of my favorite paramore songs of all time and they made that record with ain't it fun on it and it like we grew up with Haley williams i remember when she first when she did airplanes with B.O.B., people lost their effing minds. Like, we were, like, 11 years old, and we're like, oh, my God, Haley Williams is on airplanes. Holy shit. And, like, we were... Like, I remember being on the bus with my MP3 player in fourth grade, and I had that song... Every time I got in the bus, airplanes. I was like, let's go. Because Haley Williams was so charismatic, and we all gravitated towards her. And she's, like... Like I said about those My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Pang at the Disco. She's ours. Like, that... we gobbled her up and we collectively were like Haley Williams is our chick she leads our generation she's awesome and I think to this day we kind of claim her as our own um but Paramore as a whole was really big for us and I know it was big for the girls because she was so popular and I think she was very 
um, for a lot of my friends that were younger, she was very inspirational. And um, she was inspirational to us all, but she was a, a, the first female lead we saw and was like, okay, she runs this shit. She makes very powerful songs and she's dope and she's cool. And we loved her and we still, you know, we love her to this day. Um, I, I just, I needed to hit home on Haley Williams because of how important she was. I'm not saying that Chester from Lincoln Park wasn't important. I'm not saying that Green Day wasn't important to us. I'm not saying that the Killers weren't that important to us, but Haley Williams was kind of the leader of it all. And I think that that's really, um, it, it's really just indicative of our culture and of us growing up. And I think that's really cool. Now, I wanted to hit on, now, you guys don't, like, maybe from my channel, you know, but I don't know if I really got into it. I wanted to hit on Blink-182 as a whole because they're kind of more of, like, the cool band, like, the American Pie band. So I didn't want to lump them in here, but they're, like, my favorite band of all time, legitimate, legitimately, and um, I just wanted to mention them, but I don't want to, like, trust me, there'll be more, if I keep this this going there'll be more fun in theory episodes about blink and blink 182 i almost said blink and park what the hell's wrong with me about blink 182 because of how much i love tom and mark and travis and even scott to a certain extent um but i, I could go like on for years about them they're my favorite band but i did want to mention the untitled record because we really didn't listen to first date or you know, take off your pants and jacket. That record or Enema. That record. Like we knew all that, all the small things, but that was like we didn't claim that as our own type of thing. And we knew Damn It, but we didn't claim that as our own type of thing. But the Untitled record, like I Miss You, was the biggest song for like from like '03 to '07. Anytime you turn on MTV, and I keep in mind we're in the later stages of MTV, my generation, that song was on, and it was like you, everyone knew the words to that song. That was the shit that was the it, it, i remember like as a kid it scared me because of the music video that's what i was first turned on to but like you once you grow once you grow out of that it's it's an amazing song and it's powerful and its production is incredible and i'm not gonna go on about that like i said i'm gonna have many podcasts about them i could go album for album for th i can go i can talk about an album there for two hours um but like that that in and of itself, I, the song I Miss You really changed a lot of people's perspectives. And I think that it's just very indicative of our generation, too. It, we like something about, like, if you if you look back at, we for some reason, even as kids, we liked emotion and we liked darkness almost in our music. Like, Mr. Brightside's about depression. Wake Me Up When September Ends is about... Billy Joe's dad dying, right? Linkin Park, a lot of that stuff is about, you know, struggling with drug use, and they're a very dark band. My Chemical Romance is just, their imagery is dark. Fallout Boy is very emo. Panic at the Disco is very emo. And and I, I don't know what it was about that, necessarily, but I do know that it's very indicative of for whatever reason our generation people born in the late 90s early 2000s we liked that darkness and even as kids and i don't necessarily know why that is but we gravitated towards it um and even like i, I didn't want to i'm more of an alternative guy and i'll do podcasts about this later because we grew up in the hip-hop craze when lil wayne and eminem were cool but like i remember the the biggest eminem record 
uh, of our time was recovery by Eminem. And the whole thing is about drug use and abuse. And we knew every word to every song. The, Love the way you lie. I can, I can rap the whole thing. And it's just like, I'm not afraid. It's like, I don't know what about darkness that my generation loved. And what about, um, I don't, I, maybe it's because we grew up in a smart, smarter age with the internet. There's a lot of information out there. So I think we were very woke as a generation before woke was even a term. And I think it's very cool to see, look back and be like, oh my God, we really like some dark shit. And I know for me, my musical journey, like me and and just in general in life, we're very like me, like my generation is very kind of rebellious. We think for ourselves and we do a lot of things that are like, I don't like, I don't, I kind of frowned upon by people that are older than us. Um, But like my musical journey started with these bands and like I'd hear hear a lot of Tool and I'd hear a lot of Blink and I'd hear a lot of like older like Slipknot like Limp Bizkit just from my parents and uncles and aunts and stuff but then I got into hip-hop for a while and then I came back and I was like hold like what did I resonate with as because like you're in middle school you're trying to be cool not that I don't like hip-hop but and I really like a couple records really resonate with me like I really recovery was really awesome but once you like circle back and you start to find yourself more you come back to those things like now I don't listen to like the killers often or I definitely don't listen to my comical romance Fall Out boy panic I barely listen to Paramore, but Green Day and Blink, Blink's my favorite band of all, like, I'll tell you that right now, Blink's my favorite band of all time, and I listened to Green Day, but, like, I came back, and I was like, that's the shit I liked, like, I got into the Smashing Pumpkins, I got into the story so far, I got into a lot, like, Nirvana was the first thing when I circled back, and I think that that's what my generation, if they're still into alternative, that's what my generation really circled back to, and, um, like we came back and we were like, what started all this? Right. And it's like Nirvana. And then you do the whole thing where everything gets recycled and you go back through the nineties and you find your thing. And then you end up being like me. And I'm like, I'm, I love this type of stuff. I don't know why I ever got away from it. Right. But one thing I'm going to probably do a podcast about this. I cannot, I do not like mainstream hip hop anymore. It's watered down. The production's the same. It's very whatever repetitive. Um, but I will say the one thing that you can look at from my generation to mainstream hip hop um, is we like the darkness and we like the darkness back then. We like Juice World singing about drug abuse. Rest in peace, Juice World. But we like Lil Peep singing about rest in peace, Lil Peep. It, we like the dark things. We love like dark edginess, edgy things. I mean, there is hip hop that has little substance, but like Juice World singing about drug use, like, we relate to that, for some reason, my generation loves that type of darkness and sadness, and we put that on a pedestal, and we're like, here, world, listen to this, this is great art, um, and I just think that's, it's really indicative of what we grew up with, and how we grew up with it, and just everything about it is darkness, we gravitate towards the darkness, I don't know if I'm rambling on about that, but I think it's really important to say, like, we that strikes a nerve with us and we get that and we're like you know what we relate to you we're here for you we love your music you're making art and i think that's really cool about my generation um so there definitely is similarities between what's popular now and what we liked when we were young we went through a couple of stages of awkwardness where we like lil wayne you know but i'm not saying that's a bad thing i'm not shitting on lil wayne i like lil wayne to this day 
Um, I was front row for a concert when I was like 16. But um, yeah, I just think it's cool to see that the things we put on a pedestal, you know, and um, yeah. So this is this has been the uh, first episode of Fun in Theory. Um, you can get it on all your podcast needs. Um, I'm gonna upload this to my channel. I really hope you guys enjoyed. Maybe I just rambled on. Um, but uh, yeah, subscribe to the channel for more. Check out my music review videos. I know I've been a little uh, MIA. I guess I should say. Haha, <laughs> paper planes. I've been a little MIA recently, but um, I'm trying to get back. School just started for me, so that's a whole thing. So I'm trying to get back to a schedule, trying to figure things out. But um, I hope you guys really enjoyed this. If you wanted to keep going, leave a like, comment, subscribe, stream it, Spotify, stream it, Apple Music, stream it, wherever. But I really appreciate you guys listening. So this was, you know, growing up with the Guitar Hero, Generation Z's favorite alternative bands, what we made ours. And um, if you want to see more of this, let me know. Um, follow me on Twitter at xlqx. Follow me on uh, Instagram, just Max underscore Troutman. But yeah, I appreciate all you guys. And um, yeah, um, I'll see you guys next time. Um, peace, man. Have fun. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.